Hey guys, Bill here. Thanks for checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And today I am joined with my friend, Jake. All right, for those of you who are not fully aware of Jake and I's relationship, here it is. I asked him for a job one time at a radio station and he pretty much told me I wasn't good enough. And then, after he got fired, I got hired. See, it's kind of weird. Then I got fired by the guys that fired him. And then he and I got together and started doing podcasts because this is America and we have the freedom to do so. And our topic of discussion is Pat Militich, who, by the way, could tell you a whole lot about freedom of speech right about now. So I'm going to give you the Wikipedia breakdown on who Pat Militich is, and then I'm going to kind of give you the wrap-up on who Pat Militich is to me. Patrick J. Militich, born March 9th, 1966, is a retired American mixed martial artist and was a sports commentator. He is known for his fights in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, where he became the first UFC welterweight champion and UFC 16 welterweight tournament winner. Militich is known as a highly successful trainer and coach, having founded Militich Fighting Systems. This camp is considered one of the most successful in MMA history and has produced several world champions. On July 6, 2014, he was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Militich was color commentary for ESPN's MMA Live and Legacy Fighting Alliance on UFC Fight Pass. On January 12, 2021, Pat Militich was fired from his commentary position at Legacy Fighting Alliance for being present at the 2021 storming of the United States Capitol. He might have gone to the demonstration, but I have yet to see a photo of that man inside of the Capitol. I've seen lots of dudes dressed up like Buffalo and other fucking furries and weird shit, but I have yet to see Pat Militich inside of a photo of the United States Capitol. So, uh, there, there are a couple mistakes maybe in the Wikipedia page. Uh, I would assume that this Wikipedia page was updated almost immediately after he got fired by someone who didn't like him, just because there were a couple grammatical and spelling errors in the sports commentator portion. But nonetheless, none of that matters. As a man, as a grown man, I can tell you that Pat Militich has been a gigantic influence on me. And that's one of the things that Jake and I get into on this podcast. We get into a little bit of our background with Pat Militich, and we also talk about a bunch of other things in the process, including kids going back to school. Now, Pat is the host of the Conspiracy Farm, which was definitely an early influence on this particular podcast. Pat Militich loves his freedom. He loves being able to say what he wants, and he loves the freedom to assemble, clearly. As far as I know, Mr. Militich played no part in any of the violence, and as far as I can tell, he never advocated for violence. Listen, if you go to a Creed concert, you'll see a lot of different types of people in the crowd, from coke bros with coke babes or other coke bros, no judgment here, 
two nice Mormon couples looking for a night out, everyone gets into the angelic voice of Scott Stepp. So, you're going to see a lot of people at all kinds of Trump, uh, Trump rallies, and they're not going to fit the mold of what you think about when you think of a Trump voter. So that being said, enjoy our sit-down, our conversation about the Croatian sensation himself, Pat J. Militich. All right, thanks for checking out the podcast, and be sure to check out our supporters, who I will be naming at the end of the podcast, so that we can get right into this podcast. All right, folks, have a great day, and enjoy my conversation with Jake about Pat Militich. How are you doing this morning? Doing well. Like, um, it's a good morning. Okay, I'm, I'm liking it. Like, um, you know, kids are back in school, which is weird. Yeah. Um, uh, but, like, they're grooving on it, which, like, I can tell you prior to spring break back in, like, 1917 or whenever that was. 73, I believe, is when they started the lockdown. August okay. 73. Yeah. So prior to that, my like my kids were pretty burnt out on the whole school thing, and so the to to watch them uh, to watch them like come home like being excited about having like been to school and seeing their friends. Like the mask thing bothers them, and I understand why it's really uncomfortable. Um, but to yeah, masks, by the way. Tell your kids if they want a cool mask, I've got masks with a Buddy Yeti on them. There you go. Yeah, and your kids can go into school with masks that say woke and baked. Nice. And, you know, honestly, that's that's something like someone like my daughter, like that's that's a big thing for her is she doesn't like to buy like the Fred Meyer clothing or the Walmart clothing or the big chain store clothing. She likes to support individual artists um, and buy their merch. Um, and I think that's a really cool, unique thing about her. Uh, the other cool, unique thing about her is she kind of like, she kind of screwed off the majority of like the COVID thing. Like she attended the Zoom meetings, she did her work, but she was really like phoning it in. Turns out so was everybody. So if you're worried that your child might be behind, now. <laughs> so for me in my house with six billion children and a wife who's a teacher, those of you at home listening uh, to the podcast and not on the, the YouTube channel uh, miss the big old stupid smile on my face. But that was a big old stupid smile on my face because that means it's just me hanging out with the baby and there's no one screaming. The only person that's screaming is screaming to let me know they need a diaper change, they're hungry, or they want to. Uh, they don't want to. They don't want to play where they're at. They want to play someplace else, and then we go play someplace else. Whatever, no big deal. Yeah, well, I'm glad there's someone there to watch you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I Thank, thank heavens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, oh my gosh, but yeah, it's it's such a such a crazy world. Um, the 
Oh my gosh, there's so much. Kids are back I... in school. And here's the thing. Kids are coming back to school only to get ready for spring break. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think in like, if there is a higher power, he will intervene or she will intervene. They will intervene. I'll let them choose their pronoun. Um, As it should be. Yeah. Um, spring break should be canceled. Like, I think that should be taken away. Like, <laughs> well, hear me out. Hear me out. What if we treat it like snow days where they've got to make it all up at the end of the year? Oh, I think we should. I think, I we should think you're right. Stay out of my house, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, you know, my kids are at the age now where it's like they can make it off the bus and I don't have to worry about them. <laughs> like, they can get off the bus and walk home. I don't like even have to like go outside and meet them and hold their hands or anything. So like we're at that age now. So I'm kind of like, like, when are you guys going to get a job and move out? Like, yeah, they're kind of getting there. Like when you start, like when they hit 11, isn't that really the downward slide? Like I knew dudes that, you know, had any, anything with like a 20 year retirement, right? Like once they hit like, 10 years in one day they're like i'm on the downward slide you're like kind of at the halfway point but as parents it's like you're on the downward slide if we get to kick you out oh i know I, well, you don't I, have to live here anymore you can live elsewhere you can you can live with your friends you can start your own family it's like it's like the bar when they close you don't have to go home but you can't stay here i for me um the uh for me, where I'm still at in all of it is I see it like I see it like the ticking time bomb because I know like my daughter's 11. So I got like I'm on like I'm the cut the green wire, cut the red wire before she hates me. Um, and so I don't know how much time I have because it's not even cool. Like and I don't know why like villains, villains in the movies <coughs> do not put a timer on there that tells the hero how much time he has to defuse the bomb. Don't put that kind of timer on there. Or if you do, put like some black tape over it. So he's got to spend time scraping that off and then like he gets it undone. He's like, oh, I should have been cutting one of these wires. Um, it's, it's, it's stupid. And, you know, it's like, it, it's like leaving, if, it's like if you left the washing instructions like on the back of the tag of the time bomb. Um, because that's how my daughter, that's what it's like with my daughter. Like, I don't know, I know what's going to happen. I know there's going to be that moment where uh, she hates me because bits and it comes up bits and pieces of times. So like um, we've talked about this before. Like there's those moments where it's like, she kind of just, you know, she's just kind of ignores me. And then of course, like then she loves on me and it's my child again. But then there's like the, there's those dad, I love you. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Which I am irritating. I understand that, but. Yeah, she uh, she actually um, she was the first person uh, to to reach out to me about you. She said, "Hey, I've been listening to your your podcast, and you know what's better than one loser, two <laughs> losers." And and I was wondering if you would be my dad's friend. That way, you two can be losers together, uh, and I can talk to Ethan Jewell over Zoom. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you guys can make that happen real quick. Also, yeah, I really like. I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like he feels like a failure enough. Like I think he needs one. Of he needs. He needs to be befriended by the guy he didn't hire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we double down on stupid? Oh, <laughs> oh, man. oh my gosh. Um, so I, there was something I actually wanted to talk to you about and, uh, we're, we're hopefully we're going to talk to Jabby about it real quick. Jabby being, uh, the, the nickname of, um, I, I don't even want to butcher his last name, but his first name is Giovanni and he is the announcer for the AFC. Um, however, he is coming out of the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about mixed martial arts, but we're also going to touch on the recent firing of UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militich by uh, by Legacy Fighting uh, down in the states. Yeah, that's so, so he um, he hosts a podcast called The Conspiracy Farm, and it's and and I have to be a hundred percent honest. It was a it was a big influence uh, for me um, to really go through and, and do woke and baked. No, um, no, no, no. You were an influence to him. That's I liked. I didn't want to say anything, but um, I came up with his nickname, the Croatian Sensation. Um, yeah. Because I was like, well, I think Crow Cop's probably already taken, and you're not a cop. Um, well, so yeah, I- he. He was like, well, then what's a good, what's a good name? And I said, the Croatian sensation and you, you do a goatee. And, uh, and he said, you know what? I'm going with it, Bill. But years later, he paid me back with the conspiracy farm. Nice. The, yeah. I, you know, I, I love how modestly you, you play this off. Um, Cause I know you've done so much more for him than you're even willing to admit right now. <laughs> He told me at one point he wanted to grow his hair out, and I said, "No, no, keep it short. Uh, keep it short. You, you, you need to look. You, you need to look like a like a Law and Order guy. You got to be that guy. You got to look like a guy that's very much like rules and organization, and like yeah. you look like a guy. You need to look like a guy who has the word systems in whatever he puts his last name on." All right, it'll be Militich something systems. So whatever you go on to do with your life, Mr. Militich, whatever you do, it when you get good at it, it needs to be your last name, something systems. Um, and the some go- verb. The go- <laughs> verb. Uh, um, the, uh, I remember, this is a bit off track, but... Um, I remember using him a lot in like the original UFC games, like the like the video games. Yeah, like he was he was kind of my go-to guy. So so um, yeah, it's I'm I'm glad they they banned him from everything. I don't ever want to see him again. I lost a few fights using him that I'm not proud of. Did you were you fighting with Were you using Kevin Randleman? Um, or were you fighting against Boss Root? Um, I think I was fighting with my inner demons. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and you Pat, and, and my, you're using Pat Militich as your avatar. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to fight my inner demons. Uh, yeah. Man. Well, good. Good morning. Um, so Pat Militich clearly, like as grown men, uh, is an influence on on both of us. Um, is, but but I guess I guess what I'm saying is like. You, you knew who you were hiring when you hired, right? Like when you have him, but he's also one of the best to ever do it. He's a, he's legitimately a UFC hall of famer with a very keen knowledge of this sport. Okay. He is whatever they were paying him probably wasn't enough. Um, and he's also, I want to point out, and because I think a lot of like the, I, I hate to, I hate to be that the old guy that's like you youths. Um, but he was definitely one of the original innovators um, as far as when it came to it actually being mixed martial arts. Um, I think, man, the, the only thing that I can, I can compare it to is like a, like a news commentator and not even like a news commentator, but like a person <laughs> in the, in the, on cable news who gives their opinion in the evening, whatever that person is. News and uh, commentary. That person telling an athlete to hit a ball, right? We don't need your opinion. Just, yeah. just dribble, just hit a ball, just, you know, just play the sport. I think it's really hypocritical when you look at it that way. We encourage our athletes to have opinions, but uh, gosh forbid, uh, one of our well, yeah. commentators does. Well, you didn't know. We want them to have opinions, just the right ones. But not the right ones. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, you beat me to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, it's, it's disappointing, to be honest, because um, like, there's no, like, Pat's not storming the Capitol. He's not, like... He's not burning stuff down, like you know, not stealing, um, not stealing the podium that oddly you have in your background there. Oh, that should you be, be your green screen background. I was thinking about that as you were speaking. I was trying to do that and act like work my brain. I'm like, what am I going to put in the in the background? And I think up until you say that, it'll be Pat Militich the entire time. Uh, <laughs> it'll be. It'll be Pat Militich, and he'll have his goatee and, and his clean-cut look. Uh, it might say Militich fighting system. I don't know if he's going to look mean or smile. I'll probably have him smile because I like smiling Pat Militich. Um, can, you, can you edit it to Pat Militich smiling system? You know what? I can actually put down at the bottom... Militich smiling system. And it might say that the entire time. It might say Militich verbiage system. Yeah. Um, we'll Militich we'll verbiage honor. system. Um, we'll just honor him with multiple verbs. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, but you know what's really cool is when mm -hmm. I do this, when I, when I edit this, and I between editing it and getting it uploaded, I won't have like people fucking other, other doing their shit. Like, I know they're my children, and they are my wife, and they are. Like, <laughs> I like the that you people, the people, the people in my house. 
um, <laughs> the people I am currently sharing this existence with, and they are they are sharing their existence with me. Those part of my journey. Yes, my journey. Um, so yeah, those people. Um, the worst of all of them. Uh, I can edit this now, and and maybe even have it uploaded by a regular time. Anyway, nonetheless, so I'm go- getting I'm getting off trap, off topic. I'm getting off. He- here's the thing, Pat Militich, as far as I can tell, didn't advocate violence. He didn't advocate any uh, anything like this. I think some people were upset about a picture that he took with some people and maybe a flag that was waving outside, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot control flags and signs that other people are waving. If you've ever gone to a professional wrestling event, you can't control the sign that goes up there. Uh, you know, the, whatever someone is waving behind you or waving in the screen, if it says something terrible or Beck was a peep, uh, Beck is a peep, whatever it says, you can't control that. That's someone else's sign and someone else's frame for what's going on in their life. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you'd be within 10 feet of those people. There's a lot of people, right? And a lot of people with different ideas, um, that believe a lot of different shit. I believe in one thing. I believe that Ryan Sandberg is the uh, the greatest uh, Spokaneite of all time. And you say, no, no. I don't even know if it's Spokaneite. Uh, it, that's John Stockton. And he is the greatest athlete to come out of Spokane. And he is the greatest everything ever to come out of Spokane. Those are your only two choices. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually a guy named Craig. Was Roger Craig from Spokane? No, no, just, I don't, I don't know his last name. I just, like, um, like I needed to jump, and he jump-started my car, and so, he's so Craig's the best sweeper. Spokenite ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is um, a lot of people can have a lot of different ideas, but both of those AIs, they can both know that the Screaming Trees are the best band to ever come out of Seattle. I think, well, no, I think that's like unanimous. Well, there's 73 million people that don't think the Screaming Trees are the greatest band to come out of Seattle, but. Um, yeah, but there's like 78 million um, that know. <laughs> no, seriously, um, we, we have, uh, if a bunch of different people Go to a bunch of different. Uh, go to the same event, right? Lots of mm-hmm. lots of people like Creed. I think this was the point I was making. Well. Toilet to myself. Um, lots of lots of different types of people like Creed. People that like doing cocaine with strippers liked Creed, and they would probably go to a concert. And like the 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 nice Christian family that drives a minivan that sings with eyes or with arms wide, whatever that song was. Whatever they sing to their children, they're going to go to the same concert, right? Yeah. But they have completely different thoughts and ideas of how you should spend a Saturday night. So with that being said, um, you can't control who's going to go 
to uh, to um, a, a protest that that turns into a riot, right? The, the more the more you look into it, like where were the cops? Where where were the National Guard? Where were all of these security um, layers that should have been in place for something like that for a crowd of that magnitude, right? That yeah. that action, that action of going out there, that's not on Pat Militich. No, it's and I mean, I don't know. Like, where are you in your business model, where you're going to give up a, a gem? As a like, I, he probably was doing it for like free corn dogs. Um, yeah, I would imagine like if you brought him to where you are going, you could you could get Pat Militich to do a corn dog eating competition. He seems like the kind of guy who would do it, so he could go out there and meet people. And he likes corn dogs, uh, and you know he's from Iowa, where they probably have, according to him, the best fucking corn dogs ever. Well, that's where the that's where the big corn dog hens lay the little corn dogs, and that's where they grow them. As as God intended. <laughs> um, it's it, you know. They're a private business. They're they're allowed to make whatever stupid decision they want to make. Um, it's disappointing that this is how reactionary we've become, but I can understand people wanting to distance themselves from, you know, the the scene we saw at the Capitol. Um, I don't think, and I mean, it's like he's the you know. He's one of the bigger famous guys. Like there's probably a handful of like smaller, just regular working men people that they support Trump. They're worried their election got stolen. They were there. I'm not sympathizing with any of the actions, any of the violence that occurred within the building, but the protest itself, um, the people that went there and went there and went home, like that was awesome. Um, I don't approve of what the president said. I don't approve of what Rudy Giuliani uh, does with his pants when he tucks in his shirt, um, or what he said, sorry. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't, like, there were people that behaved appropriately, and they're being demonized. Um, just for having their opinion and wanting to see a Trump rally and thinking the election got stolen. Do I think they were misled? Yeah, I do. Uh, do I think voter fraud should be looked into? Definitely. Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter if your guy won or didn't win. Like, this is this is the foundation of our democracy, and it needs to be treated sacredly, and we need to really look into it. Like, it needs vigilantly. We got to learn how, like, how weak, how fragile our democracy is, our constitutional republic. Uh, and... Uh, it um, it really sucks to fire someone for their political opinion. But on the same token, that same party values the ability to fire someone for any reason. It's true. It's true. I... So... 
you and I might have had this conversation off of the podcast, and this is one of those reasons that I wish I recorded every conversation that we had. <laughs> we um, just should for yeah. the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Trump is the wrong guy to make a martyr for free speech. Yeah. Pat Militich is the right guy to make a martyr for speech uh, for free speech. Because uh, he's a guy who's um, absolutely allowed to do everything that he was allowed to do, right? Everything that he did was legal. He went to a rally because he believes that there was fraud in the election. And he has every right to go there. He has every everything that he did. And I didn't watch every Instagram live he did, but nothing that I saw indicated that he asked anyone to do anything violent. And I think we're we're seeing now that people are being held accountable for their actions. The dude that stole the, I just want to know where the podium is. What happened to it? Oh, it's on eBay. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I should look into that. Um, but mad, yeah. props. mad props though for like the, the staffers and the senators and the uh, congressmen, like the people that grab some of like the historic stuff um, and just like, and kept it safe. Like that's, that was a cool move. Yes. Yes. Did someone do that? Who did that? The, oh, the, there was a, a lot of them. Um, they were just grabbing. That's, that's awesome. Interesting note. Um, the first things raided in, um, during the, the war in Iraq were, um, the museums, the museums mm -hmm. were raided. That was like when we went in, when we started bombing shit and fucking shit up, the um, the museums were looted. I thought it was going to be those little like gumball machines, like those little like people were going to try to get all the M&Ms out of them. Oh, what? Skittles, dude, way better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a Skittles guy. So this segment brought to you by Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you want to loot a museum, make sure you hit the Skittles machine on the way in. <laughs> but don't steal them. Use your quarters. Just twist. <laughs> Get a little handful. So you have like looting and a snack. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, uh, yeah. So, Militech is uh, completely. It's guilt by association. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which isn't awesome. Yeah. Because no. because we rally against it, right? Because it's something we all say. Like, if you went to a march in July, if you went to a march in August or November, whenever you went to a march this year, right? Mm -hmm. Which we all and, did. I I did. I went to a couple. Yeah. Honestly, I went to uh, uh, I went to um, the the two uh, BLM marches in town. I was there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I um. I drove by I and honked my horn. Else's, like homemade sign. I got to point that out. I did not carry anyone else's homemade sign. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I drove by and like did the like bum 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 thing on my horn. So I, I consider that as like I was there. 
Well, there were, I mean, there were folks that were definitely, I, I want to say on the, on, on the light side of, of, of mildly disrespectful that did come by and, you know, did some more than, than honk horns. Nothing like, nothing like we're civil in this community. Like it's a small town. If you throw someone at someone, everyone has something a gun. At someone, like we'll see you. <laughs> like, that's not cool. Don't, you know, we're, we're your neighbors. Um, but there were also like haunts of support, but there was, you know, there were dickheads and, um, and people that were angry about something that maybe they, they just didn't understand. I um, loved that we had it. That was the coolest thing. Absolutely. I love, right. I love our little community. I love that so many people came out. I love that I saw so many people, uh, my age, I saw so many older people. I saw so many younger people. I saw people there with their kids um, I, and it was, and that was really, really cool. There was, there was some shit there that like, I didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily agree with, but mm -hmm. I agreed with them on that main sentiment. All right. Um, so for people listening around the world too, I also want to point out, and I, I like, I hope this doesn't come across as racist, but there's like six black people that live in our community. Like, I, I mean, there's more than that uh, for sure, but like, it's such a small percentage um, to see like Kenai and Soldatna get out when it's like the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't really affect us. Um, but there was so much support for it that we we're having rallies for it. Like that was the part that I thought was the coolest thing. Well, I, I you know, it's one of those things that's, I don't know if uh, th those, you know, everyone showing up necessarily agreed with like the organization, but the sentiment certainly meant a lot to them. There yeah. were, you know, that, that is, I think, um, a very, very cool thing. Um, there were, you know, I saw, I saw a lot of people I respect out there um, because they, they agree with, with a sentiment that is, is very important to say out loud, Black Lives Matter. But again, there's other shit. There was, um, you know, there were signs there that I didn't necessarily agree with. Um, and, but those don't matter because we're all there kind of for the sentiment, right? If you agree or that you, um, if you are a Trump supporter and you are rallying to, um, to get people together for the sentiment that we believe uh, that this was that the election was stolen and we believe that president trump is the rightful president sorry i just put up a green screen and my cat just got her uh claw stuck to it <laughs> all right so the dilemma here is do i watch them destroy this thing or do i free my cat and so jake i'm gonna make my point real quick and then i'm gonna rescue my cat um I'm gonna rescue my cat. All right. Yeah, just go rescue your cat. Oh. Oh. Get over there. She frees herself. Yeah, I'll put this somewhere. I don't want the product placement. Pillowcases. You're 40 years old and don't have pillowcases. You're worried about product placement. <laughs> I know. I just didn't want. Um, I didn't want to show up with a. Um, we'll call it a. You know, I'm the type of guy that doesn't have pillowcases, and you're not the first person to point that out. And also, I pour water into Gatorade containers. Um, 
because like I I can't find my cups. <laughs> so I think my kids have them. I hope they do. There's a really good chance of that. So what I find it, when uh, when I check out the kids' rooms is that there's always because I remember when I was a kid yeah. and I'd have like food under my bed and shit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so like, it's like where did I put plates when I was a kid under my bed and here? <laughs> I was a fucking disgusting human being. I'm a filthy person. Um, man, I call it man. I'm a man. <laughs> um, so yeah, lots of different people like lots of different things, but lots of people share a sentiment, right? Yes. There are an undoubtedly, undoubtedly, un- whatever the word is. Undubitably. Um, there are a bunch of people that showed up to Trump's rally that are probably white supremacists. There were also, uh, stand by. There are, there are also people of all different, uh, races that showed up at that rally as well. When you go to, to a rally to support, um, one subject right i'm sure like not everybody that's pro-life is and at a pro-life rally is also against the death penalty oh i think you i think you'll find a lot of people are um pro-life pro-death penalty yeah but but um, my but i guess my point is that you're showing up at a get-together right not everybody that gets together at the get together uh, uh, believes the same thing. Well, we've all done Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So, like, you're you're not supposed to. And so, if Pat Militich lost his job because a bunch of people who probably don't watch the LFA anyway saw a picture and they were told to get outraged because this guy, I see him and I recognize this guy. That's bullshit. That sucks. That really sucks. The flip side of that is, uh, again, if there's someone you're going to make a martyr, it's Pat Militich. Okay, it's going. It's mm-hmm. going to be make people more aware of what's going on. Because if this was happening to a liberal uh, talk show host, this wouldn't happen. If they went to a, a rally, like a BLM, a BLM rally, right? Yeah. They went to a they went to a peaceful rally. They brought their kids, you know, and and then they went home, right? They went to their hotel room. Mm-hmm. They did whatever it was. Oh, and then we got dinner afterwards. Um, whatever it was they did after that, after they left, they weren't a part of that, right? I, I they went I to get together. I don't know if the um, I don't know if that double standard really exists. I mean, it might right now because because Trump is so toxic right now. Um, it's like I mean, what what an amazing way for a guy to just destroy his brand. Um, however, who knows if it will? Like, who knows how loyal his you know, his brand really is. But I think, <clears throat> um, 
I think if I think if it wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I got an idea. Yeah. And maybe this is me as the professional democratic strategist that I am. Maybe all of this talk of impeaching him after he's out of office, and, and they've said this, they don't want him to run again in four years. That's the strategy behind this. Mm-hmm. What if they know they're going to suck a bunch of butt under President Biden and under Harry? Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change. No. no. In fact, in fact, the system of um, security and law enforcement is going to be wrapped up into technology even more under President Harris. Now, remember that that President Vice President Harris, uh, and she's going to she's going to be Vice President Harris in a couple of weeks. Can do we still call her Senator? Um, we do now, which is funny because she's going to be the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. <laughs> which cracks me up it's like welcome from senator to senator um uh yeah she's gonna be she's still senator Har- or harris um you can use vice president elect um but in a couple weeks she will be vice president and then a couple weeks after that she'll probably be president because like let's face it joe biden like he's you can you, no one is taking that like borrowed time clock harder than he is yeah, he's like he just and and that's not that's not that's not a threat. He's old. He's just really old. We keep like and like, we just no keep way. like it's like how old of a president? I think there's no way. As much as we want it, they're going to put President Kamala Harris on a debate stage with Joe Biden or with um, Donald Trump after everything that happened. And everything that I'm afraid is probably going to happen after we have President Harris in office. Because whatever your fear is of like the industrial technocratic industry, all of that is going to thrive under her as it did um, while she was the attorney general for the state of California. I... I believe, well, this is, okay, so this is my moral feeling, but, um, and I would love to make it a law, but we need to not, we don't need to uh, legalize or illegalize morality. I think if you've been a district attorney, if you've been an attorney general, if your job was to put people in jail, regardless of whether or not you thought they were guilty, you just needed numbers. Um, I I believe you're unfit for office. May I add on top of that, uh, in any bureaucracy, yeah, uh, of, of that level, of that kind of structure, probably should not be in charge of the president because that's that's putting a bureaucrat in charge of all of the bureaucracies. That's that's a terrible idea, I think. I think there's there's yeah. too many bureaucrats. I think there's too much bureaucracy. Really? I think there there are too many rules and there's too much red tape. There there's too much of that. People should be allowed to exist. 
However, that being said, if your job was to write laws, yeah, your job was to create more red tape and bureaucracy because now someone has to enforce those laws that you created that weren't laws beforehand. So thank you. Thank you for all of that. Um, all right. So I hear stuff going on in the kitchen, which means babies are, are waking up and getting ready to start their day, which means I've got to do dad shit, which means you've got to do dad shit, which and maybe we'll call this episode until doing dad shit calls. All right. Thanks for checking out the podcast and real quick. All right. Thanks for checking out the podcast and a real quick solid shout out to our supporters. First up, Brandon Miller and the fine folks at Iron Asylum. I was there today. I brought my son Yeti. We walked to nowhere on the treadmill, did some stretches, did some lunges with the baby strapped to my chest. It was fucking awesome. Now, if you yourself are trying to get your sweet ass into the gym, there is a place you can go. And up until the end of January, whatever the last day of January is, you can get a, a special. There's a special going on. What is that special? Easy. Here you go. $500 for a one-year membership or $1,500 for a family of up to five. Now, if you've got kids that are gym rats, a wife that is a gym rat, and you are a gym rat, you can, for $1,500, get yourselves a gym membership. It's a sweet-ass gym. They've got more, more equipment coming. They've already got some badass equipment. They're getting more badass equipment. I thought it was cool that they had the lowercase T-bar as opposed to like the full-size T-bar, but they've got all kinds of equipment, and they've got more equipment coming, which is super-duper friggin' cool. So if you're trying to get into the gym at 3 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, in whatever time zone you're originally from, Iron Asylum is a place you can go to get your uh, your gym tan on. They, you can't do laundry there. They don't have a laundry mat. But you can get the first to, uh, the first part of the gym tan. Actually, you know what? They don't have a, a tanning bed either. But if they had a tanning bed, you could knock out one of the big three of gym tan and laundry. All right, next up, Red Run Cannabis Company. They are the brewmeisters of Hashade, Strawberry Hashade, and blueberry hashade. They also have some pretty, some pretty sweet ass uh, ethos cookies. Now, I haven't tried the sweet ass ethos cookies. I will be doing that a little bit later on the Patreon. We'll be giving you a good, solid review of that. But they make some really, really good concentrates. And the very cool thing about Red Run and their concentrates, because they have their own manufacturing facility, all right, nobody beats their prices. Now, if you are on the Kenai Peninsula and you are like, I want to get my hands on some Hashade or some Concentrates, or I want to get my hands on their honey or their peanut butter, whatever thing that Red Run makes that you're specifically interested in, uh, not just Hashade or Concentrates, there is a place you can go on the Kenai Peninsula. It is essentially the Nike town of Red Run products. That place is Red Run Cannabis Company, and they are located on the Kenai Spur. Very easy to find. There's a great big sign. It says Red Run Cannabis Company. There's another sign that says Cannabis, and they've got their specials. Today, this particular Wednesday, it is pre-roll Wednesday. If you bring your sweet ass, and I know you got a sweet ass because you've been going to Iron Asylum, you bring your sweet ass into Red Run Cannabis Company on this particular Wednesday, and you get a dollar off a joint. 
Now, if you go in on Thursday, Threads Thursday, you go and wear your super duper sweet ass red run hoodie. I've got a super duper sweet ass red run hoodie. It's red. And you wear that, you get a discount on your gear, which is super duper cool. They've got um, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff for you to check out. Check out Red Run Cannabis Company on the Key and Iceberg Highway. Now, if you're interested in their products, they are located at finer dispensaries throughout the great state of Alaska. So if you're like, hey, uh, I'm in Fairbanks, or I'm in uh, North Pole, or I'm in Bethel, and I need need some hashade in my life, or I need some turp sauce, maybe I need some of that Ethos Cookies turp sauce, easiest thing to do, go into the best dispensary in town, tell them this is what they want, and if they don't have it, hopefully they'll get it. Otherwise, they're not a fine dispensary that cares about your wants, needs, or desires, in which case you should find a dispensary that does. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for your energy. And now, your cannabis warning. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older to be out of the reach of children and E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.